Welcome to the New Beginning Fellowship Church Sermon Podcast. We are glad you are listening to the teaching of the Word of the Lord. We pray that this message encourages you and builds your faith. We also pray that this message is only supplemental to your spiritual growth instead of being a replacement for daily personal Bible study, the pastor you should be submitted to, or the church God would have you to be an active member of. If you live within driving distance of Brobridge, Louisiana, we hope that you would come to visit us during one of our services on Sunday morning or Wednesday night. Service times, ministry information, and giving options are all located on our website at newbeginningfc.com or on our Facebook page at New Beginning Fellowship Church. May the Lord bless you and keep you and make His face to shine upon you. Um, I'm just really thrilled this morning to be able just to, to give a word this morning. I pray that your hearts and your minds are prepared for the word, amen, and I just love when we enter in in his presence and praise and worship him, amen, and prepare our hearts and our minds to hear the word and what the Holy Spirit wants to say to us. And so we're living in a time that the church must rise up, amen, and be the church, amen. There's only one gospel, right? There's only one gospel, and if we're going to reach the lost, they got to see that gospel within our lives. They got to see it demonstrated within our lives. They got to see the love of Christ in our life in order for them to know who Christ is. Because there are different, many supposedly gospels, but it's truly just one. And of the others, when you compare them to the true one, they're really. Uh, fleshly, they're really more about prosperity. There's nothing wrong with prosperity and all that, but there's a compromise within itself. That's why there's no power in it. You have certain churches that are preaching the gospel that is compromised, and you're not going to see change in the lives of the people in that congregation. Amen? It takes the blood of Jesus to cleanse us at first and to save us and to continue to walk in that. And so we need the power of the gospel, what Christ has did for us at Calvary, to transform us daily in our minds and our spirit and our soul. Amen? Can we agree with that this morning? Amen? We can't fake the world. I'm here to tell you, we can't fake out the world. We can pro- proclaim something that we're not even really possessing or understanding. That's why I'm so excited, Pastor Banner, really breaking down the book of Galatians and getting into this gospel gospel and really breaking it down where we can understand it and not only that, but to apply it in our lives so we can be transformed into the image of Christ. Is that your desire this morning, to be more like Christ? Not to be more like a pastor and praise God my pastor. I love my brothers and sisters, but we want to be more like Jesus. Amen. This church is about Jesus. Amen. And that we want to point this community to Jesus. Amen. That's what this is about. Hallelujah. So what do we say with that? Can we say amen? Amen. Come on. Can we say amen? amen? Come on. Did he not save you? Did he not deliver you? Did he not change your life? Amen. Are you on that rock this morning? Are you on that solid foundation? That's what me and Brother James were talking about earlier. I said, Brother, you're on that rock. And he said, Sometimes, Brother, I got to hang on to it. But you're on that rock. Amen. And we're on that rock. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. I like to go to the book about 1 John, 4 chapter. The title of this message is God with us. Amen. The title is God with us, and praise God for that. How many, how many of us are thankful 
then God is within us. He's with us. Amen? Not a new age teaching and all that, that we are gods or little gods, but that God is with us. And thank God for the New Testament. Because of the blood of Jesus, truly God is within us by the presence of the Holy Spirit. Are you thankful for the Holy Spirit this morning? Amen. I don't know about you, but I know me. Sometimes I can get a little bit of off course and start going a little bit to the left or this and that, and then he brings me right back. He gets me right back. He sets me straight. He gets me back on that straight and narrow, and that's what we need. I'm telling you, we are living in some exciting times. You know, the Lord warned about (laughs) false prophets in the seventh chapter of Matthew, and he spoke that the way you can discern who they were and weren't is through the fruit of their tree, whether it was good or bad. He also warned in the book of Matthew, also in the 24th chapter, in the 11th verse, about false prophets again. He also used the term, and he talked about Noah. As the days of Noah, so shall it be the days of the Son of Man be. And what I'm getting at with that, at that time, it was a judgment of water that came upon the whole world. But now I look at it in the New Testament, and the things that are going on, it's actually a flood of deception that's going on, even sometimes within the church and those that say that they proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. He said, let no man deceive you, for many will come in my name, saying, I am he, the Christ. Matthew chapter 24, verse 4. So we're just dealing with the topic that really was trying to attack the personhood of Jesus Christ. Amen. And how do us know, man, if we don't get him right, if we don't get the personhood of Jesus Christ right, and what he did for us, we're going to get everything else wrong. It must be the gospel of Jesus Christ. It must be his person and what he's done for us. Amen. Preach it, little man. Preach it. <laughs> All right, right now. Amen. And so I'm sorry I'm getting just a little bit excited. You know, that is sometimes. Uh, but um, praise God anyways. And uh, let me open up my notes here. And so everyone's doing good this morning? Amen. Amen. Can we shout a hallelujah this morning? Hallelujah. Can we say thank you, Jesus? Amen. Are you blessed this morning? I'm not asking you about your circumstances because we all have, but are you blessed this morning? Huh? Are you an overcomer? Huh? Through Christ Jesus. Amen. That's how we overcome, through what he's already done for us at Calvary. Praise God. Amen. Uh, Hallelujah. I can't get over that thought, man. I can't. God is good this morning. He's always good. Amen. He's always moving amongst us. He's always doing what he needs to do in our lives. Are we really thankful this morning of who he is and what he's done for us? Amen? Can you remember where you were at at one time? I was in bondage. I was in the spiritual jail cell. I was in darkness, suicidal and everything. But yet Jesus came with the key and unlocked that door and set me free. Did he set you free this morning? Are you free this morning? Come on. Are you free this morning? Has the blood delivered you? Do you know him? I'm not just talking about something about, do you know Jesus Christ personally? Do you know who he is and what he's done for you? Amen? Or is it just something that you confess and say, it's just Jesus? Or is it more than that? Is it more than knowledge? That knowledge goes into experience of his grace. That's what I'm talking about this morning. The joy of the Lord the power of his blood, and the power in his name that no devil in hell could come against. He might try to fight us, but he will not prevail against the church of God. It's Christ that's head and the foundation of our belief and system. 
Amen. And I thank God this morning what he's done for us. Amen. I thank God where we're at. If it wasn't for his grace, where would any of us be at this morning? So let's go ahead and pray. Father, we just thank you for this morning. And Lord, we just pray there's so much going on in the world, Lord. And we're just so thankful, Lord, that you will see us through. You will charter us through, through all that's going on. The things that are going on are just testifying of what you already said would be happening in your word. You prophesied on these things. But you also said that you would never leave us nor forsake us. You would see us through, Lord. And we are thankful that we are no more walking in darkness, but we walk in the light. You have changed our lives, and we're able to discern the times that we're living. And Lord, we're so thankful for what you did at Calvary, that you saved us, transformed us, delivered us, Lord, from ourselves and from the power of sin. And Holy Spirit, I ask you to take over this morning my mouth, my mind, and my heart of this morning's message, that you would have your way and that Christ would be glorified. In Jesus' name, and the church says, amen. So let's go ahead and deal with this letter, 1 John, all right? And let's just do a little bit of background with 1 John. We believe that it's been written somewhere around 85 to 95 AD and somewhere in the area of Ephesus, amen? So this is John writing these letters. And what was the purpose of writing these letters? They were to the community of people that were holding services within their home, all right? So there were like 20, 30 people in a home, and they were gathered together and holding prayers and all that and, and things like that. So he was delivering them letters and having them sent out to them for a purpose and for a reason. And when you look into the, this, whole, this whole epistle, right, this book right here, really what John is, he's just repeating what the people really already know. But, you know, repetition is the best teacher, and we all know that. And so there's a theme behind what John does. What John does, he's all over with this, with, with this epistle. He'll start at one spot with one theme like light, and then jump over with fellowship, and then jump over with love. So you just got to, when you're reading through it, you're just looking at, all right, he's right here. Oh, he just jumped into another topic, and then he comes right back into it. Praise God. Amen. <clears throat> Thank you, Jesus. And so uh, really, he just also read, he wrote two more letters after this with, be second and the third John, and really he was just encouraging the people of their faith, but also wanted to address something that was, uh, was coming into the church at that time, and the word would be uh, Gnosticism, that what was going on at that time. So he had to confront it to a point and deal with the situation, because we know that when we start having something coming in, trying to pervert and corrupt the gospel of Jesus Christ, it has to be confronted, it has to be addressed, it has to be exposed for what it is, Amen. Can we say amen this morning? Amen. What does the gospel mean to you this morning? Amen. Without the gospel, without Jesus, the Bible would be just another philosophy book. That's all it would be. It would be a good, moral, valued book. That's it. But Jesus in it means everything because we know what he came to do. We understand that. But truly, we need to continue in that. You see, the only way we're going to make it is continuing our faith in him. We're in him, and he is in us to keep going through this crazy world. And I call it crazy right now because when you look at the headline news, you see the things that are going on, amen? And it's just like, wow, and you just wonder what's going to happen next. But you see, our hope is not in this world. My faith is not in this world. It's in Jesus who is seated in heavenly places at the right hand of the Father. 
interceding for us. Amen? The advocate. So he's above, up, above higher than principalities or powers. Amen? He's above our circumstances and even what's going on in this nation. He's above the economy that we can trust him, that he's going to see us through. He's above all these things. Amen. And I'm just thankful for that this morning. Thank you, Jesus. All right, so let's begin. 1 John chapter 4, verses 1, and my passage will be from verses 1 through 6. It said, Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Hereby know ye the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is that spirit of Antichrist, whereof you have heard that it should come, and even now already is it in the world. You are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. They are of the world, therefore speak they of the world, and the world heareth them. We are of God. He that knoweth God heareth us. He that is not of God heareth not all of us. Hereby know we the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. So when we look at these six uh, verses right here, we're really going to do with the passage of the person that's bringing a message, what spirit are they working under? Amen? There's really just two spirits when it comes down to it. Amen? There's the spirit of this age, of this world, which would consist of false prophets and all that. And then there are those that are truly of God, truly ministers that are from the kingdom of God that will speak of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so we look at that. He says, Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits whether they be of God. He said, Believe not every spirit. In other words, take heed on who comes to your house. What was going on is that there were certain individuals that were going to these houses where John was sending these letters and preaching something that was false. We just seen that he said false prophets have gone out into the world, amen? And he said, do not believe every spirit, but try the spirits. So how do we try these spirits? How do we try what's true and what's wrong, amen, what's truth and what's error? It is by the word of God, amen? How many of us love the word of God, amen? It's very important that we stay in there, that we are in it, rooted and grounded in Christ Jesus, and to understand the gospel and understand the things that pertain to Jesus and what he's done for us and how we live a life that is pleasing unto the Father. Amen. The problem is right now with the church is that we have so much technology, and I'm not against technology. I'm really not, but because of it, a lot of times what people will do, they put their Bible down, whether it's a literal old-fashioned Bible book or whatever on their phone, and they just look at the screen. Amen. And sometimes they just uh, believe what the pastor says, what the minister says, and just go on, and they really are not paying attention to what they're hearing and what's coming behind the pulpit, or the teacher, preacher, or whatever avenue that it is. Amen? And so praise God. So he said to try the spirits, to see whether they are of God, and we know that the word means to prove, to test, to examine. And so John's saying, whoever comes into your house... You need to try them and see what they're saying. And so what's the acid as he goes on? He said in verse 2, Hereby know ye the Spirit of God. 
Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ is coming in the flesh is God. So this is the acid test right here. Because only the spirit of God is going to back up what Christ has did and his, and his work at Calvary and what he came to do in the earth. Praise God. Only the spirit of God is going to back up that which is true and not a lie. Amen. I'll tell you what. What do you think about the day that we're living right now? There's so much lies, so much whatever, but how many of us just want the truth? Amen? We want the truth. And what do we expect from this world system? You're not going to get all the truth. You're going to get a lot of bias. You're going to get a lot of, you know, half-truths and everything and lies, but you're not really going to get the whole truth. Because most people, and I hate to say it, even in the political realm, even say half-truths. Amen? I know that we have a political system, and we, and we work off of that, and we vote. But actually, the majority of them are under the spirit of this age and the God of this world. So I'm asking you, where's your faith at this morning? Where's your trust at this morning? Amen? I'm not telling you not to vote, but I'm here to tell you, make sure that your faith is in God. Because man will fail you. I got a question for you, and I don't know why I'm going to go this way. I'm going to go with it. I got a question for you. If God permitted the left to win this presidential race, is it over for us as the body of Christ, as, as the church? We're going to continue to go no matter what. We're praying for a better outcome, right? That's what we want. But ultimately, we are from another kingdom. We are from the kingdom of God. You know, our hearts should be set that we're, li- we're in this world, but we're not of this world. And we want to continue to do the things of the kingdom of God because that's our goal to finally make it with him. He is our promised land, praise God. And so he continues with this about confessing. So let's look at that word confess, amen? Just really look at it for a moment, amen? And um, really, it's homologeo, which is uh, the Greek 3670, hence to confess publicly and acknowledge openly and to profess, amen? And so anyone that's of God, any minister that's going to come and preach is going to confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh. Amen? And you're like, that sounds so simple, but you have to understand what's going on in this passage. It might sound simple to us, but there's something that's very deadly that these other false prophets are trying to do. But you will see in the next verse what they were actually doing. And we know, how many of you know? We know that we have to believe that Jesus Christ came in the flesh. This is prior to him even going to Calvary and paying for the sin and giving us eternal life and saving us from our sins. Amen. So it's very important. So this is what, this is what John is telling them at these homes. This is how you're going to be able to tell the personhood of Christ and his work and what he's done. Amen. And so we continue. It says, verse 3 says, And in every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is that spirit of Antichrist, where you have heard it should come, and even now already is it in the world. Now, I told you earlier, the Lord was already warning the apostles about false prophets and about those that would come in. And the book of um, Acts in the 20th chapter, when Paul is addressing his farewell speech, I think it was to the Ephesus church, he told them about ravenous wolves that would come in after the flock, Amen. And try to make disciples after themselves. And so hey, we have the situation. And so I just said right now that every spirit confesses not that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And what was going on at that time was 
There's a teaching that was coming into the church early, Gnosticism, amen? Gnosticism, which comes from the word Gnosis, which comes from the Greek word to mean knowledge, amen? Knowledge, praise God. And so what the Gnostics believed that the spirit is good and matter is evil, and that the two could have no enduring relation with each other, amen? And so what this would, they would term on Jesus they said, lastly, as far as most scholars now, Gnostics considered themselves Christian and saw Jesus as a heavenly messenger. However, they rejected the idea of God becoming incarnate, dying and rising bodily. These beliefs were considered unspiritual and against true wisdom because they entangled spirit with matter. Most Gnostics believe that whoever entered Jesus at his baptism left him before he died on the cross. Amen. So here we have an attack of the personhood of Jesus Christ, of his you know, incarnation of coming into this world, being fully God and fully man. So we have the gospel within here. This is embedded in the gospel, and it's very dangerous to be playing with that. You, know, you have so many people that have a misconception of who Jesus Christ is and what he's done. And so we can name others. Let's, uh, let's deal with um, the Jehovah Witnesses. What do they believe about Christ? They believe that he was a created being, amen, like an angel, and that, that's contrary to the word of God. How is an angel going to be able to save mankind? It's only God's own perfection within himself through his son that requires that perfection to live the law perfectly and to die for the sins of the world, amen. And so we have a type here of the Antichrist, of who Jesus Christ is. That's why it's very important that you understand who he is and what he's done for you, amen. I know this sounds simple, but a lot of times it's so easy to pull away from that truth. It's so easy to just listen to ministers and hear them saying about the gospel and Jesus and using these terms, but truly not preaching the truth or understanding the truth or even leading the people in truth. Hallelujah. But it's not so much for us, is it? And so he's just warning Paul. I mean, John is warning these churches about these false prophets. If they're coming in with this, this is not right. This is, this is error. And so he continues. He says, verse 4, And ye are of God, little children, and over, have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he is in the world. And so we continue with that. He says, ye are of God, right? If you've been blood-bought, amen, if the Spirit of the living God is living within you, you are children of God, amen, amen. Romans chapter 8, um, I think uh, 16 says about that the Spirit of God would test witness with our spirit but that we are children of God. Praise God. He says, little children and have, have overcome them. And how have we overcome this false message? How is that? We'll look into the next chapter. Chapter 5, verses 4 says like this. Whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Who is he that overcometh the world, but he that believeth that Jesus Christ is the Son of God? Do you know this morning that you are an overcomer by the simplicity of the gospel? It's so simple, but yet so powerful. It's by faith and not of ourselves. It's his grace poured out to us, and we react by faith 
and a repentance and believing on the Lord Jesus Christ that we are overcomers, amen? And they overcame him what? By the... And? And what else? Amen. So here's the good news for you. If you understand this gospel, then you have victory. You have, you're an overcomer. You're not going to be deceived. You know who you are in Christ Jesus. You can spot the counterfeit when it's coming in through the door. You can spot when it's been compromised, the gospel. You can spot when it's just not right. We have to be right about the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm going to say it again. I'm so thankful that Pastor Brandon is breaking down the book of Galatians because we need this kind of teaching. Some people want to shut and say this is elementary, that the gospel is just real simple. But no, and without that, we have nothing to stand upon. Without Jesus and what he did count, we have nothing to stand upon. When the, when the, when the enemy comes with deception, when the storms come in our life, sickness or whatever it is, we can't stand unless we stand upon his promise and what he's already done for us. And I just want to encourage you this morning that you have been privileged to hear this gospel. God has brought it out to us and we are able to receive it because he saved us. I think sometimes in my own life, I take advantage of this of what he's did at Calvary. And we do because we're, we're in our human nature. We're not perfect. We don't walk this perfectly. But sometimes the Holy Spirit's got to remind us that it was more precious than silver and gold, that precious blood that Jesus shed at Calvary to save us. He said, because greater is he that is in you. Hallelujah. And this is good news for you this morning. Who is that he? It's the power and the empowering of the Holy Spirit that is within you, that is greater than what's coming against you. Amen. Hallelujah. This same power is the one that raised Jesus from the dead. Come on. This same power is the third person of the Godhead, the spirit of the living God. And we have to be thankful for that. You see what, what Christ has given us. Have you seen what the Father has given? He has, he's displayed it all and given us all that we need to walk in this. For he knows our heart and how easy we can be, easily be set to go this way or that way. But thank God for the Holy Spirit. Why? Because he is like our GPS that keeps us in line with the word of God. The spirit and the word go together hand in hand. This church must be balanced between the word of God and the spirit of God. And then you're going to see the power of God manifest through this church. Amen? Come on. We are talking about the spirit of the living God the same thing that Jesus said to the Pharisees, by the finger of God. Come on, let's use the pinky. By the finger of God. Amen. That's how powerful God is. He demonstrates just the finger that he can cast out demons, that he can deliver, that he can change and save. We're talking about the power of the gospel through Jesus Christ. That's why we're able to say, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And who is this he? It's the accuser of the brethren. Amen? Come on. It's the enemy of our soul. The real enemy. you got to look beyond the circumstances of this world, whether it's political, whatever. Get to the core of it. Get to the root of it. Amen? We wrestle not with flesh and blood, but spiritual beings in high places. That he is Satan himself. Him. Greater is he that is in us. 
than he that is in the world. Because what does the world consist of? In the Bible, it says that he, Satan, is the God of this world. He's blind people to the truth of the gospel. Amen? Lest they come to the glorious light and get saved. Christ has already overcome and taken care of him once and for all at Calvary. Once and for all. And payday is coming for us one day. Right now, we just have a deposit of this faith and walking in grace. But there's coming a day when we get that glorified body that is going to be paid in full. And then we will complain at that moment completely that we have overcome through Christ Jesus. It's in this world system when we speak about the world cosmos in this one, it's really dealing not so much with the planet, but with the people that are in it. And the rebellion against God and his commandments and Jesus Christ. That's what this is about. That's why these false prophets would be able to proclaim things and the world would, would, would just embrace them because they're not preaching the truth. Let me tell you something. I'll be point blank. You have a minister, and the, and the world system loves that minister a lot. There's something wrong. And Jesus said, if they hate me, they're going to hate you. It doesn't mean we want to hate back. We're just we're stating a fact. The world system, this age, that spirit, hates the believer. Why? Because of Jesus. Because of God dwelling within us. Because of truth. Where is there any, any uh, mixture of light and darkness and truth and error that we see? We, we better be thankful that we understand how we can walk in victory and what Christ has done for us. I'm telling you, over the years, I've seen many strange teachings that are compromised, and, and the effect and the result of it is there's not victory in a person's life because they're not being taught correctly what the word is saying. My question to the church world this morning is how do you have victory over sin? Amen. There are some pastors, and I'm not trying to belittle them. It breaks my heart because we must understand it. How am I going to try to, to, to minister to you if I don't have something to present to you? that has not been experienced. But really, there are those that cannot even give you a biblical definition through the scriptures how to have victory over sin. And yet, that is the problem within the church. That's what we battle with, right? I mean, it's not, it's not ruling us as a believer, but it's still there to a point. And it'll be there to a point till we're finally glorified. But there's got to be a way. Jesus just didn't die on that cross, amen, and then went to the fire and said, okay, I'll see you all later. You know, I'll come back for you left, you know, later and abandon us. He said, I will come to you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. I'll be there with you. There's the spirit of the living God. And thank God for that. And so that's why it's contrary with the world system, with the kingdom of God, Amen. For the spirit of sage and the spirit of truth, praise God. And so he continues, he says, excuse me, verse 5, they are of the world, therefore speak they of the world, and the world heareth them. And what are some of the things that they speak of? You look in, in the 
earlier in this chapter, 1 John chapter 2, verse 15 through 17. Specifically, John is warning the church about this world system to a point. He says, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man, have the lo- if any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passes away, and the lust thereof, but he that doeth the will of the Father abideth forever. Then he goes in verse 8, he says, Little children, it is the last time, as you have heard, that Antichrist shall come. Even now are there many Antichrists, whereby you know it is the last time. And that's why they speak that way, because they're ruled by the spirit of this age. And we are not. We are children of the kingdom. We are children of the light. Amen. We are children of the one that have been redeemed by his precious blood. And so we see that. That's why they speak what they speak. Because they know each other. They're connected. It's a spirit of antichrist against Christ. Amen. We were all like that at one time, remember? When we walked in darkness, we were against God at that moment. Because of sin the sin nature in our life. But thank God we've been reconciliated by the, the cross of Christ and his blood. Amen? And that we can say these things now. We, we are of God. We are his children. We have overcome this world system and the enemy. Amen? Amen? Come on. And, and, and the one that's in us is greater than anything we'll be able to face. You hear me? Whatever you're facing, the one that resides in you is going to see you through. He's going to see you through. The situation that's going on in this nation's world, he's going to see us through. Hallelujah. And says, verse 6 goes, and we are of God. And he that knoweth God heareth us. That knoweth means not only just knowing him, but knowing him through experience. Amen. We know Christ. We've experienced of his grace in our life things that, that he's shown us, and we know that he lives within us by the power of his spirit. We're not talking dead religion, my brothers and sisters. We're not talking about the broad way. We're talking about that narrow way, which is the cross of Christ. We're talking about relationship with God and reconciliation with the Father, this gospel. It says, and here it does. He that is not of God heareth not us, hereby we, hereby know we the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Amen. Now we discern. We can discern with the word and confirmation by the spirit to witness our spirit what is of God and what is not. I'm so thankful this morning that we have the word. We have to understand the mindset of John's time these letters were just written to them. Amen. Their word wasn't printed out yet. Amen. The Bible wasn't put together. They didn't have, you know, uh, the Old Testament put with the New Testament. They had these three letters. They had these three letters to hang on. But there was enough in there to remind them of the fact of the gospel, to remind them that they were children of God, and to remind them they can overcome even the deception that was trying to come in this world. And it's no different then to now what's going on. And so let's be thankful this morning 
that we're blood-bought, that we're children of God, that we're walking in the light, that we have the love of God, that we love one another. Amen. That's the new commandment that he gave. This, world, this is how the world should know that you are my disciples because you love one another. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Ben. I just want to quick show you a quick illustration. These two books, they talk about Jesus, okay? All right? One's a counterfeit and one's the truth. You hear me? This is the Bible. This speaks of everything we're speaking of right now. Amen? The theme of this Bible is Jesus Christ, what he came to do for us, to save us. Okay? This one is the Quran, and it speaks about Jesus. Yes, it does. But you know what it says? It says that Jesus was no more than a prophet. You see the difference? You see how we got to pay attention to when somebody says the name of Jesus? Are they speaking of the Jesus of the Bible or a Jesus that they have made up? Or they don't understand the true Jesus. Thank the Lord this morning that you know him. Amen. And that you're not walking in deception. That you will have overcome by faith in him. Because in a distance, they look the same. But until you open them up, rightly dividing the word of God, discerning, testing, and proving you find the truth. And did not Jesus say that? You shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you. Okay, Ben. Praise God. Amen. I pray that you got something out of this. I know it was such a, a simple thing, simple message. But praise God, that is the message, Jesus Christ, and he saved us. And we're so thankful this morning for what he's done. We can give a hallelujah this morning. You know, we can get up and say, even in my circumstances right now, Lord, I'm still going to praise you. I'm still going to worship you. I'm still going to keep on believing you. No matter what's going on, no matter how I feel in my heart, in my, not, in my mind, it's by faith. Amen. It's by faith. Praise God. Hallelujah. The altar call is just simple. Lord, show us more of your gospel. Lord, show me more of your glory. Teach me of your word, more of you, Lord, that I could be satisfied only in you, Lord, because you're the only thing that matters for me to prepare. If I don't have you, Lord, then I can't give something to other people that are spiritually dying and physically, that are tormented in their minds, that are addicted on some form of something. I can't give them something if I don't have it. But I have it, Lord. Help me to share that with the lost and dying world. Amen. Come on. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. These altars are open. I love you all. God bless
that have overcomes this morning, right? Amen. Come on, are we in a church? Come on, church. We can worship the Lord this morning.